Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that it, Jungle Brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The Green Rise to the Top for oh, you. Yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 334 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. And joining us for the summer of saying dude love week numero dos is the one, the only, the belt collector, the man that just has the magic hand of putting play sets together, Nate, a.k.a. Ring Skirts. Nate, how are you doing this evening? Very good. Good evening, gentlemen. Okay, by the way, you had the pile driver hard hat on. You've got to put that back on. You've got to wear that the whole show. Oh, <laughs> come on. What? Look at that thing. <laughs> I know you guys can't see it, but it's, it's the Hulk Hogan pile driver hard hat with the WWF logo in it. It's sexy. It is. Rocking even better with Nate. <laughs> Nate, how are you doing this evening, man? I'm having a blast, guys. Good to talk to you. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you on, man. And also behind Nate is the all the belts that he collects. I've got to ask, was there one that you desperately wanted but could never get? Um, there was a time, the, uh, the Andre belt. It was one that I didn't want when I first saw it and uh-huh. missed out on it. Um, but I've since acquired one, not an official one, but it's good enough for me. Nice. As I told you earlier, if you uh, ever want to sell any of those belts, I'm going to be first in line. (laughs) (laughs) He just may have to move some pieces on his side first. (laughs) Yeah. I may have a couple of Jack's classics behind me that I may need to move. (laughs) You have your own low key collection of belts. You've started. I've seen. (laughs) They go on figures though. Well, I bought the NWA belt for the Rock and Roll Express, and then it turned into all the tag teams signing it. Oh, did you get Luger and Wyndham on there? I don't remember. No. Okay, good. Good. Don't do that. As I said, if they wore the title and they are still with us, I have to have it signed. (laughs) They were champions for like two weeks, dude. Did they wear them? Very technically, yes. Okay. That's it. But Nate wears a WWF hard hat. Does that put him in construction? No. It yes. just puts him on the cover of Pile Driver, which I'm very envious of. There's a simple solution to this. Yes. Uh, you have to get your own version of the NBA tag team belt. Get it oh. signed how you like it. And then you'll both have the complete set. <laughs> All right, fine. Jeff, buy me an NWA tag title. Tag team belts have to come in pairs. That's right. Good point. That is a good point. I, dude, I can't do that. I might be in on Super 7. Oh. Oh, <laughs> we'll that's talk- right. We've had this conversation. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, it's dangerous but- territory, dude. <laughs> you guys know where to find us. You guys know where to find all of our podcasts. Nate, do you have any plugs? Um, no, you want to find me at Ring Skirts on all the socials. Um, and if you're interested in custom Ring Skirts, shoot me a message. All right. I may have something cooking up here. I'll talk to you later. I'm your guy. You got my uh, in digits. 
So speaking of custom ring skirts and custom everything, let's talk about your 1993 Manhattan Center that you just put together. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't be more pleased with how it turned out. There were a lot of uh, twists and turns and sleepless nights, but (laughs) the best part is, is you always send me pictures of the update. Hey, here's the, let's say the Manhattan uh, top row, the, um, uh, balcony, balcony or what here's the stage it, the fun part is watching all the pictures that go into it and then seeing the final product but i do have to ask since you brought this up what was the biggest headache regarding making the manhattan center <sighs> trying to put a curved roof on the thing so how I, did you do it i really was committed to having this curved roof so i really had like four or five different failures before i figured it out uh, the first idea I had, I found this, it's like this thin bendable PVC stuff at Home Depot that's about eight foot long. Uh-huh. And the roof is actually made out of a, it's a vinyl banner that I kind of designed and had printed. And I was trying to tape or glue the banner to this PVC stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was just too heavy. It made the whole thing collapse. It made the pieces snap. So what I ended up having to do at the end I was hopelessly going to Home Depot on my fifth attempt. I'll skip to the end of the idea. And I'm just looking around at stuff and this Home Depot guy comes up, which always happens to me as I'm making stuff and says, hey, what are you looking for? How can I help you? And how do I explain what I'm looking for? Because, hey, I don't know what the hell I'm looking for. Like, dude, have you ever built the Manhattan Center? Yeah. The next question they ask is, well, well, what are you using this for? (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to make a giant domed roof on a model. And he gave me the idea. He's like, well, a lot of people who are gardening use this flexible PVC like pipe tubes. And he says, I think that'll work for you. And that's what I use. Got these 10 foot long PVC pipe tubes. Um, Got brackets to screw it to the side of each balcony and got this magical adhesive to hold the uh, final banner up. That is beautiful, man. Uh, the, the whole thing is just marvelous. I can't say enough good things about it. One of my favorite things is you got a, uh, a response back from, was it Rob Bartlett? I got a number of responses from Rob Bartlett. I think we're friends now. <laughs> nice. Is he following you? Yeah, he's following me. Uh, his latest response. <laughs> which floored me it was actually on instagram he responded he said i'm speechless which is what i should have been that night Aww. <laughs> like he's self-aware of his <laughs> like all these years later hilarious dude redeemed <laughs> So when you get the Mattel Creations ring, are you going to be putting that in there to replace the ring that's in there now? Um, Possibly. Okay. I haven't decided. I'm going to have to see it and feel it and see what I think. Okay. So it's all based off of feel and how you kind of gut and see how you like it and stuff. Yeah. Um, Because I'm going to have to like make, I'll have to make my own ring skirts and even turnbuckle pads for it to get rid of that F-less logo. Ah, Yes. Yeah. It's going to drive you nuts, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I will, I have my own solutions. I even have a plan to fix that entranceway. Wait, what was wrong with the entranceway? It looked great. It doesn't have an F. He's talking about the Mattel Creations one, dude. 
Oh, it needs I was, that little F on there. Yeah. I was thinking of it the way it is now. That was my bad. That was my bad. No, it's a thing of beauty, Nate. You did an incredible job on that thing, dude. Huge congrats to you. That that is just it blows me away. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's it's monstrous too. I jokingly say that a grown man can actually lay down and sleep in there. <laughs> well, what do you do with these things when you're done with them? So you've got the Manhattan Center now, it's done. You've got all the bells and whistles on there. You're satisfied with it. Does it go next to the WrestleMania 9 creation that you did? Or what do you do with them when you're done? I keep two sets up at one time. So I broke down WrestleMania 9 last year this time, something like that. Okay. So I have it broken down in pieces, so I can put it up again if I want to, but it's put away. So right now I have the Manhattan Center and I have the uh, Raw's War, which I haven't been able to break down since I made that. Ah, gotcha. Okay. What about the Great American Bash set, the the two ring monstrosity that you did? Yeah, that's just that's where uh, the Raw set is right now. Okay. So, so like any set that you've seen. I've kind of broken down except for that Raw's War one. That one has stayed. Okay. Got it. Man, that, that Great American Bash one was so good too. Yeah, that was fun. So I've got to ask, out of all the ones that you've done, which one has been the hardest? Mm. Um, I mean, they all have their, their own challenges. This, The roof on the Manhattan Center really threw me. I mean, I've mm-hmm. had failures before, but I haven't had failures where something like collapsed and broke so many times. Uh-huh. So I'd really say it's the Manhattan Center was like the biggest challenge. WrestleMania 9 is a close second because there were so many little details that I had in there. There's little details that people will never know that I had on there. You know, mm-hmm. like for example, at WrestleMania 9, the guardrails, uh-huh. they, they each had these like, translucent either wf logos or caesar palace logos over top of them uh-huh so i made like 20 or 30 of those and <sighs> wired them on to each of the guardrails <laughs> and that i am but that's the attention to detail that you do it's incredible it's it really is it really is man so by the way are you collecting anything yeah always since day Which- one what are you uh, collecting nowadays? Okay, well, clearly uh, wrestling figures. Um, on top of that, I dabble in Ghostbusters. Um, that was my first love as a kid. So when there's new Ghostbusters, I'm getting some of the afterlife stuff. But, I mean, I've, of course, been caught up with that. Um, and I've been collecting the uh, Batman 66 McFarlane figures. Scott, are those the ones you collected? No, I held off on those. How come? <sighs> Budget. <laughs> I didn't want to, but I've got other Batman 66 figures in the collection. Namely those okay. uh, DC ones that came out. Oh my gosh. Toys R Us had the Batmobile that had Batman and Robin in it. Right. And they were based on the 66 characters. And I I think DC Direct made them, if I'm not mistaken. It might have even been Mattel. I think it was Mattel. Yeah. So it was like the early 2010s, I think when that thing came out. So I've got that sitting around. I've got some other early Batman stuff. So I just, I passed on the McFarlane's not because I wanted to just because kind of because I had to. Nate, were you a huge Batman fan when you were younger? Yeah. He's actually like my only superhero that I've ever liked. So I grew up, of course, with the, the 89 movie was right in my wheelhouse as a kid. And then shortly after that, I discovered the 66 series on television. 
Yeah, Scott used to call Batman Mamu. <laughs> That's a fact. I never took to uh, hiding hot dogs under my bed, but I did <laughs> call Batman Mamu. You're right, Jeff. That I did. Don't you talk about my spoiled hot dogs under the bed? <laughs> I told somebody at work that story the other day and they gagged. <laughs> <laughs> I literally think of that every time I have hot dogs. <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> you go to Costco and you're like, oh, Jeff would hide, Jeff would hide this under his bed. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so, Scott, have you been collecting anything lately? Uh, no, I haven't bought anything, but I did jump on BBTS today. And do you know those, those AXN music figures? Like I have the Gene and the Ace one so far. Yeah, sure do. Walmart usually stocks those. So right, right, right. BBTS has Peter Chris in stock and Paul Stanley's on pre-order. So I'm just about to go pick those up next week. So that'll be the next thing in my cart at BBTS. But aside from that, still, still just kind of window shopping. I think I'm in the market for a predator figure. Okay. Something along the lines that was in the first movie. And I want to get as close to that as possible, but I'm thinking like NECA, everything else that I'm seeing is the one eighteenth scale. And that's just a little bit too small. It's like three and three quarter inch. Uh, so I think I'm going to go NECA scale. So I'm kind of looking around for a Predator figure. Nothing in mind yet, but I'm just thinking for when those Detolfs are up, I kind of want that like 80s movie shelf in there. That's where RoboCop is going. The Turtles figures are going to go in there. I think I want a Predator figure for in there too. So serious question for Jeff. What would taste better, under the bed hot dogs or the fingers of your brother's new Kiss figures? <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, are the fingers like the LJN fingers? <laughs> oh, jeez. I don't know. If they're like the LJN fingers, it would probably be the L- L- uh, the uh, Kiss figures. But if they're just plastic, then I'd probably go with the hot dogs under the bed. I don't think they're going to be as chewy as the LJN figures. After a couple of months, they might be the same. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying not to, but I've been on BBTS and I've been scouring the Super 7 Transformers. I've been watching a, the Transformers cartoons. How's that hold up? So Transformers out of all the cartoons in the eighties probably holds up the best. GI Joe is awful to go back and watch. Some, some GI Joe. No, they're terrible. (laughs) Not all of them. Come on. Don't don't even say some. All. (laughs) Dude, it's so bad. I tried during the pandemic and I couldn't believe like how poor the animation seemed to me as an adult. Yeah, you're not wrong. Are you talking about GI Joe's or Transformers? GI Joe. Yeah, G.I. Joe is horrible to go back and watch. Like, I can sit through maybe one episode and I'm like, okay, this has got to go. Some more lasers than in Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> but with Transformers, I'm like, okay, I can get behind to this. I like seeing Starscream trying to take over the Decepticons. I like how Soundwave is just Megatron's lackey. I just like seeing all this. Uh-huh. And especially the noise of you know or however it goes scott you popping up a hairball (laughs) what's that you do it much better than i do well thank you but now (laughs) this doesn't mean just because you're going back and watching the cartoons that doesn't mean you have to go drop 60 bucks per figure with super seven i know i know you can pick and choose like okay cool this optimus is awesome i'm just gonna get this optimus you don't need to get all four that are in the series that's what I would do. Cause like, I would probably just want to get like a Megatron sound. There you Star, go. Yes. Starscream and Optimus. Yes. Just kind of call it that maybe Bumblebee, but that's, I don't think they have a Bumblebee actually. I don't think not, they've made him yet. Not only do I disagree, you need all of them and you need to build a gigantic city for them to live in. That's my <laughs> philosophy. 
Oh my gosh. Oh no. <laughs> look at look at Nate being the horrible influence over here. <laughs> Just when you thought it couldn't get worse. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, you're gonna drop two bills per series, and then you're gonna build their entire Autobot city. This is what you will do. <laughs> uh, but I did get in my Kenny Omega one of 3000 that I got while I was on, while I had COVID and I don't remember, per- I kind of remember purchasing it. <laughs> I think I was in a fog. You made a fever purchase. I did. <laughs> you did it all for the COVID. 100.9. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't a radio station. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> this is my so, reward to myself for having COVID. I won't remember a thing. And then I also got Chella's atom bomb figures that just came in. I, I, I dig them. I know there were some knocks against them. I know a lot of people weren't happy with the card. Mine came in just fine. It looks like they fixed whatever was going on. So did you get one, Nate? No, I skipped over him. I'm happy with the original atom bomb. Um, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. What was wrong with the cards, Jeff? Were they bent when people were receiving them? No, not bent. Bubbles were coming off. Oh, no. Yeah. And- from the loose collector perspective, I think that he didn't have a uh, torso swivel. That was the other thing, yeah. Oh, got it. Okay. I hadn't yeah. heard about that. Oof. Which I don't yeah. know why. Uh, Dynamite definitely has the torso. Hmm. Interesting. So anyways, I got those in. Happy with them. Now that Adam Bomb is doing more signings, I got to get one signed. For sure. What color do you go with on that card? Because it's kind of a darker shade card, right? Yeah, it's like a darker, darker blue. Maybe a yellow that was just gonna say maybe that bright yellow yep yep i got all those in so i'm happy very cool so we just got a little bit of news so we're just gonna go right into it boss fight studios was showing off some figures this is their premium figures they showed off taya valkyrie she'll come with a staple gun extra hands and a dog vampiro he will come with the wrestling society x belt for those that remember wrestling society x which was an mtv show kind of cool yeah i dig that yes so kevin kleinrock who is part of mass republic i guess gave them the rights because i think he he was part owner of wrestling society x he was involved in it for sure yeah definitely involved in it but uh they get now have the rights to do wrestling society x he will have an extra head with face paint tania bliss jr extra head and jacket and laredo kid extra head and jackets so who had wrestling society x figure title belt on their <laughs> 2022 checklist uh not i did you ever watch it nate no i'm aware of it um retroactively but that's really cool and jeff also in the news foco showed off a rowdy roddy piper again here we go with the legends from foco they know where the the smart money is it's got a piper's pit backdrop and it's got piper and his kilt traditional shirt amazing bobblehead of course limited edition it's the quality you expect from foco definitely go give it a look before it's gone this thing's awesome oh that's so cool the piper's pit backdrop yes and the best part is like the pictures of Piper are of the bobblehead. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> so like Piper's photos are of the bobblehead. Damn it. I'm trying to stay away from bobbleheads. Just when you thought you were out, they pulled you right back in. But the problem is they keep releasing all these 80s names. And how are you going to say no to those? True. I'll tell you how. $7 gas. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Well, thank you for throwing that in, Scott. I do want to get into a couple of quick listener questions. Sneak these in. First one comes from Christopher Dean. Hello, gents. Hope you are well. Quick question. Now that the age of indie guys and gals is over, among possibly other eras, what are your favorite that Mattel did? For example, Samoa Joe, AJ, Finn, Undisputed Era. It seemed fans clamored for a lot of those guys in their collections for the first time. That time even gave buzz to the now NXT defunct line. What are your memories of hunting those figures down? And there are any more buzz bin talents on the horizon for Mattel. That buzz now seems to be with Jazzwares for current talents. Take care, gentlemen. And Scott, happy Father's Day, my man. And you know what, Nate? Happy Father's Day to you too. Thank you. Okay, so we all remember the age of the indie guys. So the Kevin Steens, the Samoa Joes, the... So what are some of your favorite figures and is there any stories that go along with it? Nate, we'll start with you. Oh gosh. Um, I guess I'm going to go with like a newer one. I thought it was really cool when Mattel was able to release that Daniel Bryan figure that was clearly an American dragon. Yes. I thought that was so cool, unexpected and still surprised that it happened. Yeah, that was a great one. Scott, how about you? Getting that Kevin Owens with the universal title, that was incredible to me because we had watched him come up through ROH over the years. And then he finally hit NXT. And then he finally hit the main roster. And then he won the title. And it was one of those jaw-dropping moments. And then they made a figure of it. To me, that was just amazing. Of course, we're huge Kevin Owens fans on this show anyway. But getting that figure, and of course, he was like our biggest indie darling of the early 2010s. Getting that from Mattel with the title belt just made it that much more special. But I think one of my first memories is, of course, yes, we watched ROH. We watched PWG. I believe it was Cesaro that got the first figure out of like that batch indie talent that was coming up, was getting signed by WWE, was running through NXT, was getting called up to the main roster. That basic Cesaro that first came out was like, oh man, this is awesome. We're finally getting guys that we watched on the indies. Now they're making it big. We're finally getting figures of them. That Cesaro basic that first came out, that was my first real memory of like seeing one in the store and being super excited that we're finally getting figures of these guys. The other one would be that Sami Zayn elite with the NXT title. That one I got really excited about also. And yeah, it was just great. I mean, then we start getting Adam Cole. We're getting Kyle O'Reilly. Then you have, uh, oh God, what was Future Shock? That was their tag team name. So suddenly you have Future Shock together. And you've got all these great teams, all these great names that you watched from the indies in the early 2010s. We are finally getting figures of them, but Christopher's right. Now those are all coming through AEW. So, you know, just just great watching the indies and watching these guys hit it big and then getting them as figures. That's just an added bonus. One that I would like to add is the new Supreme figure from AEW, Malachi Black. Oh, yeah. I think those Supreme figures are gorgeous. Those, are hard, those will be hard to keep in package. Agree. I, with extra heads extra legs. Don't you laugh at me, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it when I see it. <laughs> I don't know. I may buy two. Who knows? <laughs> There's no doubt. <laughs> Stop it, Scott. Well, you bought like eight junkyard dog retros. So I don't even remember that. <laughs> you had COVID. I had, well, this was pre COVID. <laughs> I know I was trying to cover for you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it, brother. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. That Malachi black that it's in the Supreme series too. I think that looks great. The headdress on it. That's one that I know it's not out yet, but at the same time, everything they're showing is just hitting the feels. If you know what I mean? It's so good. 
Yeah. yeah. And thank you, Christopher. Appreciate the question and appreciate the happy Father's Day as well. Hope you're well. Uh, next question comes in from Josh Johnson. Hey, Jeff and Scott, JT here back with that bi-weekly question. This week's I wanted to give you guys my personal review of FTC's Brian Pillman Jr. figure. First impression, the figure looks decent, especially with the jacket they gave the figure. That's one thing I'll give FTC is that they really make great jackets for wrestling figures. The only downside to the jacket is that once removed, it left some stains on the figure's arms. Oh. Other than that, the figure looks good, and I like the attire they went with. It's like Brian playing tribute to his dad, but at the same time trying to be original. The figure's joints are on the tight and move fairly well. Nothing personal, FTC, but I give all my figures a bit of a test to see how their joints move and work before I send them to Wrestling Figure Photography Boot Camp. While Brian Jr.'s head is a bit limited, I can still work with it. Nate, you're a loose collector. Do you like uh, the tight joints on figures or do you like loose joints? Uh, somewhere in between. Okay. I would rather have them tight than loose. I'll give a little plug for loose collectors out there. I, when I got my ultimate uh, WrestleMania 9 Hogan, uh-huh. I opened him up and his joints were super loose. I was disappointed. So I said, there must be somebody in the world who has solved this problem. Typed it into Google and there is. There's a product called Kiki, K-I-K-I. Comes in a little bottle with a needle uh, called Kiki Loose Joints or something like that. It almost looks like Elmer's glue. Uh-huh. And you throw it a little bit in the joint, move it around. The next day, the joint's super tight. It's not frozen. The stuff works great. They used to have it on Amazon. It's been out of stock, but I have seen that it's available on eBay. How much does it usually cost? <sighs> like under 10 bucks. Oh, that's nothing. Not bad. I mean, it's a gallon of gas, but that's nothing. <laughs> no, I did it with that Hogan. I did it with the uh, uh, the FTC Francine. Because uh-huh. her, her ankle joints were really loose. It's I'm happy with this stuff. Okay. Uh, and you just typed it into Google, Kiki, K-I-K-I? K-I-K-I, yeah. Jeff, did you like how I let that loose Francine joke go? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not our personality. Our personality is to jump in there with a the quick wit of throwing out that. Trying to maintain that family show image, you see. Overall thoughts, this is from JT. While the figure does have its flaws, I'm overall happy with how it turned out. I could be wrong, but I do believe that this figure was one of the figures that had to keep getting delayed due to COVID. It sucked seeing Pillman's figure get delayed over and over again, as I was really looking forward to it. But I'm glad FTC did that, as I'd prefer the stain from the cloth jacket and lack of full movement head over it coming out rushed looking bad. Only thing I ask from FTC is to continue to improve. I know they're just trying to get back on the horse after COVID, but I'd like to see them upgrade the figures from Jack's basics bodies to Jack's deluxe. I think Mm -hmm. that's been a lot of people's complaints. As I feel figures with more articulation with joints is becoming a a real theme in the wrestling figure world, alongside figures being seven inches. Yes, Jeff. We know seven inch figures have a tight pulsating grip on the wrestling figure industry. Nate, I see you laughing over there about that. Wow. Nothing wrong with a tight pulsating grip. (laughs) 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 No, I agree. I want to see super, super seven. Excuse me. I got super seven on the brain. No, I would love to see FTC to improve. I think that in order to keep up, they should go to a more articulated body. I think a lot of people are, looking for that. I think a lot of people want them to do that. 
collectors are almost demanding it now. You're absolutely right, JT. It's one of those things that like right now you see Super 7, you see Boss Fight, you see, you know, all these people with these six inch scale and that's what everybody loves. You know, that's, that's what you guys like, you weird collectors. <laughs> we like a standard. Exactly. But that's the thing is like, you got to start adding more articulation because that's what the collectors demand and want. I'm sure they're seeing it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I know Chris went on to breaker show of I, you know, it's fake. Right. And I know he had mentioned that they were going to start testing some stuff and looking into some stuff. He hinted at it. He hinted at it. And he even mentioned, didn't he say that there would be an elite style referee that they were working on? Nice. That's going to be kind of the, I don't know, testing the waters, I think. Yes. That's a good jumping off point. Sign me up. I know. Right. So, so there's a couple of questions I wanted to sneak in with you guys. Nate, you'll have another question for us later in the show. I imagine. I got it all set. (laughs) (laughs) But in the meantime, we do have a special nostalgia segment brought to you by rink skirts, but let's get into it. Before we get into the special nostalgia segment that we're doing this week, we want everybody to head on over to wrestlingfiguredatabase.com, of course. There you will be able to find any figure, wrestling figure, I should say, ever made over at wrestlingfiguredatabase.com. And this is going to be interesting. I don't know if the series that we're going to be talking about on here is on there. So this will be- They are. Oh, they are? They are. It is. Perfect. So head on over to- the WWE section, and uh, we'll get into that in a sec. I'll tell everybody where to go after that. But this is special. Nate, you wanted to talk about this. Okay, so the one I wanted to talk about was the Jax Ring Gear series. Go ahead and explain to everybody what Jax Ring Gear series is. So I thought it was a groundbreaking series at the time. It had ring gear for your ring, and it had outside accessories, and it was all stuff that was for the, uh, the Jax Attitude Era ring. So the first set that really caught my eye was the sets of ring skirts that they came out with. They had a set of raw and a set of SmackDown, each with red and blue ropes. And they also had a set of ring post and they changed the way the ring post worked because this was the first time they released actual real replica turnbuckles. So the ring post kind of jutted out of the ring a little bit more to make up for that extra inch that the turnbuckle was going to have. And it was really the most authentic ring that we had to date. When you saw the Ring Gear series at your local Toys R Us or wherever you saw them, did it just blow your mind? Like, oh my God, they're hitting all my senses. I actually, I was on the internet at this time. So I knew that they were coming out and okay. I had been searching for them. Um, and I've mentioned this on a number of other shows. I grew up in a very kind of isolated area. The nearest Toys R Us to me was two hours away and I didn't go to it until I was like 12. So when we went on vacations is when I would do toy hunting and it happened to be, we were on vacation. It was spring break. I left the hotel, walked six blocks to the nearest mall and oh. there was Kmart at that mall and they had them. And I was like, ka-ching all my <laughs> right now. So I bought that raw set. I bought the SmackDown set and I had to buy sets of the ring posts because uh jeremy pulled what i call a jeremy padauer 
and he released the ring post sets as two blue, two red, six black WF turnbuckle pads, and six, I think, red WF turnbuckle pads. So I needed 12 black, so I had to get two sets of that. That was smart. Jeremy Padauer, New Year. Yeah. (laughs) I actually found this set at uh, Target, and I was, as you were, Nate, way after the metal ring posts with the turnbuckle pads, and I did the raw set. I okay. actually made my ring a raw ring and I loved it. I thought that this was awesome. Such a great idea by Jax to kind of expand. Okay, we're going to go beyond figures and gimmick figures. And now we're going to make like almost play set type accessories. And I loved it what they did with these. Yeah, they were so well done. I remember going on to the some of the forums back then. Um, and there used to be like suggestion boards. And I would write this all the time. I would say, I would love to see a ring that's in scale with real fabric ring skirts and real turnbuckles. That's my dream. Please make it happen. So when this actually came out, I was like, amazing. It was like the heavens opened up, the angels sang. (laughs) And it was actually, it's what inspired me to start sewing and making my own ring skirts. Kind of a side topic. How did you get into the rings itself because like i remember your first email to us you were talking about like three and three quarter swivel locks and like how did you even put all that together how did you even figure all that stuff out i mean i think it there's a couple things it went from when i first started with the hasbros the hardest thing for me to find in the podunk town i lived in was the ring i didn't get the ring for years i had a bootleg ring so when i finally got that hasbro ring i mean i appreciated it And as I said, as I became like an older kid, I wanted more authenticity in the ring. I told you I went on the forums and I asked, I would like put posts like someone needs to make this, someone needs to make this. And when they finally released that first scale ring, I was all on it. I think I bought nearly every version of that scale ring over the years, just because it was it was exactly what I wanted at the time. How were you able to figure out that like, okay, I need these swivel locks. Um, You have to use this. And like, that just amazes me. Just from taking it apart and putting it together so many times, I guess. (laughs) I switch out my sets. I have different sets of ring posts. Um, Yeah. A lot of people, when they first get one of those scale rings, they say, oh, it takes forever to put together. Well, I think I can put it together blindfolded in about 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think putting it together is a lot of the fun of even purchasing the ring in the first place. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think I'll have to fly you out to put together my uh, Mattel Creations ring because (laughs) when we were younger and we got our Transformers or GI Joes or whatever it may be, Scott was always the one to have to put on my stickers. And he always used to curse me out about that. I hated it. But well, you would put yours on and then I'd be like, hey, dude, can you do that for mine? You're like, no, scram, kid. (laughs) Put on your own stickers. Decals are the worst. Oh, I know. (laughs) Because you would think, okay, I'm going to put this on perfectly. And then next thing you know, the Autobot logo is on the right pectoral (laughs) of of Optimus. The trick with decals is the longer the decal, the more difficult. Because you'll start it off perfect. And then you get at the end. And if you're one millimeter off, all of a sudden you're 12 inches off. Yes. (laughs) That's what she said. But (laughs) (laughs) the ground. Ah, (laughs) Uh, yeah. I've always found that amazing from your very first email to us. 
I've always found that amazing because I read that email and it was like broken down to a T of how you made a ring. And Scott and I remember, I remember I was sitting out in the front room and Scott and I just sat there going, I don't know what the hell he just said, <laughs> but he really touched to, our hearts. <laughs> wrestling figure forums. Um, when they started making different versions of the scaled rings, all the time I would get people asking me because they knew I knew a bit about rings. They would say, well, what's the difference between this version and this version? Or what's the best version? So I eventually just kind of wrote a document showing like what was included with what and what the differences were and what the measurements were because that's a whole kabuki-ish thing too. What they advertise the size as isn't what the actual size is. And I mm -hmm. kind of put that all out there so that people could kind of read it themselves. So for the six inch scale figures, that's kind of the standard now, Nate, if somebody were to want to get a ring for their kid, and have it be perfectly in scale with, say, like the Mattel line or the Jazzwares line, what ring would you recommend for them to go out and buy? I still say it's that original Jack's real scale ring, which is the ring that a uh, wrestling superstore has. Um, and I know a lot of people will debate that and say that that's not true. But if you do the math, uh, Mattel figures, they're actually a seven inch scale. And that inch matters when you calculate the scale. And when you do it, the Jack's ring is almost perfect to being a 20 by 20 ring. Spoken like a true man that has done this. A man that has earned the name ring skirts. <laughs> so going back to the Jack's ring gear, what are some of your guys' favorites ring gear series? I got to say anyone that came with the ring skirts. So series one with the Raw and SmackDown was great. Um, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of stinkers in there too. I mean, some of them were just released with like a chair and a belt. Well, one of my favorites was, I think it was Ring Gear Series 6. And it was all the belts and the King of the Ring Cup. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That was my favorite. Um, because I forget who, it was an edge that came with the ring. It was a TTL edge. Thank you. I didn't want the TTL. <laughs> I did not like Titan Tron live figures. But this pack came with belts and the cup so i was like okay i can work with this and i think that was the only one i bought my favorite was easily the ring posts and the turnbuckle pads uh, to me that was mind-blowing every every ring we had up to this point was plastic posts mm -hmm. so now i was able to do metal posts and i could kind of construct it myself that was amazing to me the ring skirt the ropes the metal posts the actual turnbuckles it blew my mind i thought that that was amazing and that still holds as my, I'll never forget finding that at Target. And I bought, I think like you said, Nate, cause they kind of mixed and matched them. I bought two full sets and took it home and immediately started putting that ring together and just loved it. So then when series two came out, they released uh, the Sunday night heat packs, which was the first time they did the black posts. So I had to get a set of the black post with the heat turnbuckle pads. And then a separate set had the heat ring skirts. Yeah. And a lot of them came with belts too. Like you said, like randomly, you get a ring skirt and a title. They even did a Booker T set. They did? Yeah. And an it was RB. a Booker T. It was ring post and the turnbuckle pads had the Booker T logo on it. Whoa. There's an RVD set with Rob Van Dam ring skirts, which I hated. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Of, uh, WrestleMania ring skirts that were kind of generic ones. I think there was a set for WrestleMania 18 specifically ring skirts. Yep. There was a SummerSlam set of ring skirts and there was a set of the wwf kind of attitude generic logo 
And did you buy them all? Oh yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Cause these were all, I believe like 2000, 2001. So yeah. it would have been like SummerSlam 01, I think it was. And then WrestleMania 18. Uh, they, like you mentioned, they did some character specific ones like Rob Van Dam, but uh, yeah, overall, like it was kind of cool going back and visiting. Cause I had kind of forgotten about these. And as soon as Jeff, you said that uh, Nate wanted to cover the ring gear assortment, I was like, Oh dude, I totally had one of those, the, the ring posts and the buckle pads and just what a cool set. Great idea by Jax to do something like this. It really heightened because we always go back to, okay, would a kid play with this? Would they have fun playing? Absolutely. With all of these ring gears, looking at it from a kid's perspective, this was a very cool set. And to give Jax a little credit too, I know a lot of people rip on them. They had this tendency to try to cash grab and get people to buy something that they didn't need. You know, they very easily could have said, you know what, we're going to release this ring all over again with the extra bells and whistles for you to buy again. But instead they said, no, you guys have the ring. We're going to give you something, some accessories to dress it up with. I yep. thought that was great. Yeah. Yep. So I did look over some eBay prices. I have them right here. This one was a accepted offer, but this was Jack's WWF Ring Gear Series 2 Sunday Night Heat. They had it listed as a buy it now for $69.99. They accepted a lower offer. Below $69? That's a little... <laughs> a little pricey there. <laughs> Jeez. Jack's Pacific WWF Ring Gear Series 1 Raw's War Ring Skirt. Somebody accepted a offer that was below $49.99. Man, these things are up there. Jack's Pacific WWF Ring Gear Series Wrestling Ring Skirts WWE. This is a WrestleMania one. Uh, $36 sold on May 22nd. Wow. Rare WWF Jack's WrestleMania 17 Ring Gear. They had it as a buy it now for $84.99 and they accepted a lower offer. What? Oh my that, gosh. That was sold on May 21st, 2022. Jeez. Uh, rare Jacks WWE WWF WrestleMania 17 series. Somebody accepted a 70 something below $79.95. So uh, these things are pricey. Like they are. I'm looking at the prices and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Just for rings. No offense, rings first. <laughs> 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 think of the think of the logic behind it though i mean there have always been people that wanted to keep things min on card oh. but those people were less likely to want this people that bought this opened it and if True. you did there's probably very few of them that are left in package very good point very good point yes yeah, so i was actually really shocked by the prices on on here that they sold for uh one more there was a wwf Wrestling Jack's Unchained Fury Ring Grapple. That's sold for $49.99 on May 17th. Wow. And that was the bad series, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, one of these series, I remember it was like a Ric Flair set. It came with a chair that had a Ric Flair sticker, a microphone, and I think a bent pipe. <laughs> awful. Oh, man. They kind of gave up at that point. <laughs> just like, whatever, just throw whatever crap we have left over in there. <laughs> We're losing the license to Mattel, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, just get <laughs> um, well, Nate, I want to uh, say thank you for bringing this to the nostalgia segment. We'll take in a break from the WWE Elite Series. So I want to thank you for bringing this. We like always like to do something different every once in a while. So thank you, Nate. You're very welcome, guys. I thought you were going to choose like rings or something like that. Yeah, I, I thought of that. This came up at the last minute and I said, 
who else is going to care about this stuff besides me? <laughs> I'm glad you did. Cause I had kind of forgotten about it. Exactly. And then, like I said, as soon as Jeff said ringer, I was like, Oh yeah, I totally remember that. It's totally on the hunt for that. Love this set. Yeah. It was like the little brother to the grapple gear. Oh, yes. good point. Good point. We are going to play the changeup. We'll explain what the changeup is as well as Nate may have a trivia question for Scott and I live on the, well, not really live, but kind of live, kind of live, like maybe a couple days late live, if you know what I mean. So, I mean, there may be some magic of editing. Who knows? The magic of editing. <laughs> but we'll get into that after this. I think it's time for the change. Yeah. Wake up with a change up. If they sit and still, we about to shake up. Uh, cause it's time for a change up. Yeah. I said it's time for a change up. Uh, said it's time for a change up. Nate, we're going to start off with, with your trivia question. And the way this is going to work, and you kind of explained how it's going to work, is we're all going to ping pong back and forth with this trivia question. Basically, first one out, we'll have to research. So I will be sure to research for you two as you two go back and forth because I will more than likely be the first one eliminated because my brain sucks. So You could surprise us, though. Who knows? Uh, don't give me that much credit, dude. <laughs> okay, never mind. You'll be doing research. I'm going to be doing research. I'm terrible at this. You'll be our stat guy. <laughs> so before we get into the changeup, we're going to play Nate's trivia question live. Well, two days later. S- sort of live. Three, three days later, live. But it's the most life it's ever been. So that's right. You are right here to ask us the question. So, Nate, what is your trivia question for all three of us this week? Okay. So, the trivia question this week, we're going to do LJNs. And the category is going to be LJNs that are not wearing boots. Okay. So, this could be pretty broad. This could be LJNs not wearing anything on their feet. This could be LJNs wearing some sort of shoe, but they're LJNs that aren't wearing boots. Okay. And since the first person has an advantage, let's give it to you, Jeff. You go ahead and start first. I will go Jimmy Snuka, the obvious. Good. Do we have a count on these? Do we know how many? I don't because I I wanted to be blind to it as well. So we're just going to go. We can't think of any more. Got so- it. And it's just not wearing boots. Wait, wrestling boots? We got to get technical. Oof. Just not wearing boots. Wrestling oh. boots. Sure. Whatever. Okay. Got it. Got it. I don't think there's one that's wearing boots that's not wrestling boots, but we'll say not wearing. Oh, actually, I could poke a hole in that. Could you? Okay. Uh, uh, okay. If that's the case, let's just do not wearing boots. Not wearing boots. Got it. Got it. Okay. Nate, you want to go? Go ahead, Scott. Miss Elizabeth. Elizabeth, good. I'm going to do Kamala. Okay. I'm going to say Jimmy Hart. Yeah, good. I'm going to go Ted Arcidi. Um, Mr. Fuji. All right. I'm going to say Slick. I'll go Bobby Heenan. I'm going to go the referee. Ooh, good one. Good one. I like what you did there. Obviously, I'm going to say the $3 million man, Vince McMahon. Let's see how many people got that joke. <laughs> You got what for three million? <laughs> uh, Scott, your turn. Yes. Haku. Oh. Ah, damn it! Ooh, I was hoping nice. Scott would be out. Nice. Um, he's a legend in his own mind. Uh, Captain Lou. 
All right. I will say Jimmy Valiant. Hmm. We're getting down to nitty gritty, <laughs> I think. Oh, man. Wait, is Scott going to be our stat guy? I don't hear any clock ticking. Oh. <laughs> This would be where the magic of editing comes in. It does every single <laughs> yes. every single time we play, dude. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know if I have one to one up yet. I'm still thinking too. Um, you have one, Jeff. I might have one. Oh, the killer bees weren't wearing their Jordans. They were wearing wrestling boots. Never mind. Correct. I was like, wait, I almost have one. Um, Sheik technically had boots on. The, they had the little hook on them. Yep. Yeah, all them boots. Damn it, why did Bruno have to be in his ring gear? <laughs> Damn you, Bruno. <laughs> Man, this is hard. That's what she said. <laughs> um, I'm to assume Honky and Ted DiBiase are wearing boots underneath their ring. Uh, yeah, that's how I would play. Honky. Entrance gear. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we can assume that. What we know about them. We've pretty much cleaned house on the referee assortments and Vince you, you technically, and managers. Technically, you could say referee with white shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do repaints. Oh, no repaints. Nate, do you have an idea of how many we're down to? I, I can only think of one more right now. That's what you know, I can think I of. I just came up with it. I know I did too. Yeah. And there, there is a good chance we may have missed some because, you know, I haven't, I haven't studied it. You know, <laughs> I haven't gone through and painstakingly looked at my collection, looked at the uh, the database. But I do have one more. Yeah, I think I'm out. I think I'm out. I I can't think of another one that doesn't have boots on. Oh my god, did I beat Scott finally? You did. No, you did because it's my turn next. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Unless you got a different one than I do. But technically, Scott's out, right? I'm out. Right. Don't feel bad, though. The third man threw it all off. <laughs> all right, all Nate, right. who do you have down? Ricky Steamboat. Damn it. That was the one I had. <laughs> That's the only other one I can think of. Okay, so what is that? Like a ninja boot then? Yeah, it's the... I don't even know... If I don't think karate it, people wear. They wear like a special kind of like shoe. Yeah, they wear a special okay. like fabric the shoe. Toe, over there. Yeah. The like okay, because I was thinking steamboat, but I was like, no, those were boots. But okay, so it's different. Okay, got it. So let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go to wrestling figure database and I'm gonna start running through, and we'll see if we've hit the list. So just to be clear, I want to make sure we have everybody down here. We have Jimmy Snuka, Elizabeth, yes, Kamala. Yep. Jimmy Hart, Ted Arcidi, Mr. Fuji, Slick, Bobby Heenan, Vince, the ref, Haku, Captain Lou, and Johnny Valiant. Correct. Mm-hmm. Or Jimmy Valiant. Jimmy. Not, no, no, not Jimmy. Johnny Got Valiant. It. I Got said it. Jimmy earlier. That was my bad. That was my fault. It's not the Boogie Woogie Man. It is not the Boogie Woogie Man. Okay, hold on. Going to Wrestling Figure Database. All right. So I've got to think of one more if. Nikolai. Okay, I think I think of series one. So Nikolai did, Hogan did. We've already said Snuka. Iron Sheik technically had a boot. Uh, Junkyard Dog had a boot. Oh, there is one more. Okay, Nate, do you want to tag team this one? I'm actually going to disqualify myself because I've had to look and I've looked at a couple others, but they're not off my memory. Scott, can I ask a question? 
Uh, you may. Well, so far, I've just come up with one more. There might be more. I'm, I'm scrolling through now. Is it a manager? No, it, no, it is not a manager. But he might have been part of like the manager's assortment. I know it's somebody. I, I know it. Um, okay, wait. So Captain Lou, Johnny Valiant, Slick, Bobby Heenan, Jimmy Hart. Uh, okay, so he was in the manager's assortment, and his card actually says manager, but he was not a manager. Uh, actually, there's two. Okay, I thought there was another one, too. Yeah. Okay, I so Nate... I can't believe we didn't get either of these. I'm, I'm pissed at myself now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot harder than it sounds on TV, guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so... I will have to bow out. I'm really curious who these other two are. So I'm still kind of scrolling through just to verify. Um, but you will be mad at yourself, Jeff, as Nate and I are right now. Okay. Mean Gene. Son of a... <laughs> God damn it. Are you ready for the other one? Or, or would you like to guess? No, but yes. Uh, no, I don't want to guess. Classy Freddy Blassie. Of course. Oh, easy. What is wrong with us? Oh, man. It's these long days at work, man. These 50-hour days are or 50 hours. It feels like 50-hour days. <laughs> so, Jeff, through the magic of editing, we can just magically have those answers. <laughs> <laughs> we could, but we don't play that way, Scott. Dad brought us up with integrity. Three eyes. <laughs> no, 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 because we don't have intelligence. Oh, we good have point, yes. <laughs> good point. But we do have integrity. <laughs> Obviously, we don't have intelligence. We missed Mean Gene and Classy Freddy Blassie. <laughs> the three of us did. Ugh. Nate, I appreciate you bringing this question to the show this week. I'm glad everyone's having fun with them, and I'm going to try to keep them coming. Yes, absolutely. I'm almost done. Hold on. I'm just finishing up here. You're still scrolling through it? I'm, I'm still doing research, yes. Uh, okay, so that's it. We missed two. But hey, that percentage is pretty good. There were a lot of them. Yeah, we have a 33 and a third piece of brain or something like that. <laughs> we share 33 and a third percent of a brain. This is like the baby of uh, Scott Steiner and Sid. I like it. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Nate, how did you start coming up with these trivia questions? Um, I've been thinking about sending you guys some trivia questions for a while. I always thought that one of the things missing from the WWE Network was a wrestling trivia show. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of trivia you can do with wrestling figures. Yeah. I came up with one, sent it to you guys. People seem to like it. And I came up with dozens of others that I'm just waiting to record and send you back. One of the things about the Edge and Christian show that was, yes. uh, that I loved. The Chumpstain Challenge. Yes, Silhouettes yep. of LJNs. And you know what? I was sitting there just loving every minute of it. Just guessing. Yeah, yeah. that was fun. That was a lot of fun. So... But we are going to get over into the changeup. And what the changeup is, is take a figure that's already good, but we kind of change it up to make it even better. And Nate, you love this segment, huh? Yeah, because I think it's one of those things that a lot of us did as a kid when we would get a figure. We would be happy with it, but we'd also say, but what if? What if it would have been this way? Uh -huh. How much better would that have been with this one small change? So, since it is your special night that you are honorary guest, which figure did you choose for the changeup? Okay, so for this time, because I've sent this to you a few times, I think this is a different one that I thought of. 
I'm going to go with a Hasbro Sergeant Slaughter. I'm going to change him to look more like Heel Slaughter, take off the hat, put on a beret. Ooh. Oh, all uh yes. all uh Jason Wolf custom. Yeah, different paint scheme. It would have fit like when they were released. Which accessories would you give them? Um, well, let's go with let's make it the first Hasbro figure that was released with a belt. Give him the championship belt on in lavender. Oh. Oh, yes. You're hitting our feels right there, man. I like that. That's yes. awesome. And Scott, what did you bring for the changeup? I actually brought a couple. Okay. So these might be just little nitpicks. The Jack's one-man gang classic superstars, mm-hmm. I think is good. I'm not overly a fan of the like the mega fat body that they used, but in Gang's case, it works to an extent. And I think that figure would be a lot better if it had the denim vest. Mm-hmm. Oh. I think it would work a lot better if they put the denim vest on. It would kind of hide some of that super flab that they gave him. Uh, yeah, but the super flab, and nothing against One Man Gang, but the super flab was well-deserved. It, it Well, it, it worked on the figure. He, he was to scale. <laughs> <laughs> it worked on that figure, and I thought that the face sculpt on it was really good. I thought it was an outstanding gang figure. But it was literally just missing that denim vest, and I think it'd be one of the best gangs that have ever been done. Did you but did you like the expression on his face? I did. Yeah, I did too. I did. I thought it was a good expression. I think they just like you just missed the mark. Like him, just in all black. It's kind of a boring figure, but you put the denim vest on, it makes a night and day difference. Next one, the JYD Mattel Legends Series Twelve that just came out. Uh huh. The variant in blue. It's too blue. Light blue. They should have lightened it up. Agreed. Put the baby blue on him or that light blue color because he actually wore that shade of blue in the WWF. Then I think that's a home run figure and I'm definitely chasing that figure. Has it been confirmed? Was that dark blue something that he actually wore? Uh, there's got to be some test shots somewhere of him wearing that. I don't ever recall seeing it. I, I don't either, but again, I don't remember ever wear or seeing Macho Man wear that blue that they just came out with the basic until somebody posted a, a random Toronto house show where he yeah. wore it. Which is you and I had talked about that. We're like, that has to be house show gear. Exactly, exactly. So I've got two more. Okay, go for it. It's one that I've griped about repeatedly on the show. The Macho Man from Defining Moments, the WrestleMania 3 version with the, the beautiful robe. Uh-huh. Should have had the IC title with him. Mm-hmm. With the red WWF logo on it. Yes, totally agree with you. Should have the W like that. The belt he lost that night, mm-hmm. that should have been in the package. And my last one, I'm going to kind of echo Nate on the Hasbro series here. The Series 3 Macho Man that was nothing more than a re-release minus the scepter and the crown from the previous series. They should have just slapped some paint on that thing and gave them tights. Thank you. I was hoping someone would say it because that was my my back that one. Give him some like tights, like the uh, the Royal Rumble figure. Have you seen that? Exactly. That was exactly what I was thinking in that kind of reddish orange or whatever color. Mm-hmm. Give him something to match his sunglasses because the sunglasses on the figure are purple, but you could change them to what neon green if you had to, or that that reddish color from the Rumble. And I think that that figure flies off the pegs. But I mean, because that by that point, 
that came out in what 91 92 mm-hmm. he was wearing long tights yeah exactly so uh, i mean you could have left the knee pads on there and basically just repainted the whole thing and mm-hmm. that's an entirely different figure and i think that they should have done that let me put this out here right now jason wolf you listening i'm macho <laughs> king to repaint <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Actually, Jason Wolf just came out with an Ultimate Warrior with the USA jacket, and I missed yes. it. Oh, oh, it was so good. I it, missed that one it. That was really good. Yeah. Yeah, his customs are great. Speaking of Sergeant Slaughter with the lavender belt. Exactly. Okay, I've got a couple, and this is one that I will gripe about till the day I, I go. It's time to kick the can down the road, if you know what I mean. Greg Hammer Valentine, LJN needed knee pads. Totally agree. The fact that he had bare kneecaps, and that was one of my pet peeves, is when wrestlers didn't have knee pads. And it drove me absolutely insane, especially when they wore knee pads in the ring and they didn't have knee pads on. And I don't know why that bothered me so much, but this one, this one bothered me. The uh, Greg Valentine. Now, granted, I will say that Greg Valentine, there were times where he didn't wear knee pads, but this figure needed knee pads. I, I'm going to gripe about that to the day I die. I was more, more bothered how tall he is. Uh, that doesn't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> He's the same size as Andre. We'll get over that. <laughs> Almost as tall as Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> He's a big one too. Yeah. The next one that I'm going to bring up is one that just recently came out. And I love the figure. And it's the Cowboy Bob Borton retro. Great figure. I just wish they would have given him a vest. Mm. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Um, small little nitpick. Cause I think because the point of the segment is figures that were good, but we just needed a little bit more. And I think that Bob Orton just needed a little vest. Removable. Yes. If they ever did a re-release of him in the vest in the jeans. Oh yeah. There you go. Nate, actually I may come to you. Can you make a vest for a Bob Orton retro? <laughs> Yeah, I can probably do that. <laughs> this is a money-making idea. <laughs> <laughs> I may actually have some brown leather that could make that happen. So those are the two that I thought of today. And by the way, Nate, I also owe you a thank you because you sent me a custom Big Josh axe handle a while back. Yeah, it was a simple thing that I came up with for my own Big Josh. As I said, I'm never going to be able to, well, even if I could, I wouldn't spend that much money on an axe handle. I know. <laughs> Which I've heard doesn't even fit in his hand. So I simply took a, an old Jack sledgehammer, cut the end off, and that actually does fit in his hand. Well, well done. I owe you a huge thank you. I absolutely love it. So uh, thank you, kind sir. You are a blessing to the show, as I've always said. Our guiding light. I appreciate that, guys. You guys have given me much joy over the years. Um, you have no idea how much fun I had when I discovered your show late. And went back and spent days listening to you guys every day. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Great. I spent time saying, oh my God, they missed this, this, and this. And I'm going to retroactively go and email these guys and tell them (laughs) what they missed. As if they remember things from 30 episodes ago. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the one that I still go back to is you were the one that kind of tipped us off about the Rock and Roll Express. We didn't know that Ricky and Robert's heads were swapped. The hair color, specifically. Uh, Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, Yeah, we had no clue. And that was just a uh, Jeremy Padauer New Year as well. 
We're not going to call it Chinese New Year anymore. We're just going to call it Jeremy Padauer New Year. <laughs> it's a party. <laughs> They'll never notice. <laughs> Honestly, I still remember the night you texted me that or you DM'd because we didn't have each other's numbers at the time. But when you DM'd me about that and I was legitimately sitting to my right or to the left was the Rock and Roll Express. And I looked to my left and I was like, holy crap. Oh, I ruined like, it for you. <laughs> mind blown. <laughs> I couldn't believe what was going on in my head right then. <laughs> I remember when they were released, the forums were like on fire. They were like, how could they do this? They swapped their hair color. <laughs> Did Jeremy ever go on the forums to say, hey, guys, my bad? I, I want to say yes. I'm not sure. I don't exactly remember. I do know that this was the first time that I attempted to put paint on a figure to fix it. So I painted oh. hairs to correct that. I take it, was it successful or not successful? It was, yeah. It actually wasn't too hard. I need a picture of that. Okay. And then I may send you my loose ones and then have you do a custom. You've drummed up all sorts of business, Nate. Good job, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Just giving you more stuff to do like you need it. Yeah. yeah. I got I got all kinds of time. Dude, <laughs> I don't sleep. Dude, because... <laughs> <laughs> the gazebo that you're working on next year, Rock and Roll Express Big. You're next on the docket. <laughs> Thank you. And make sure you wear the hard hat. I want the hard hat. <laughs> Safety I'll first. I'll film the whole thing and it'll be on my Patreon for $300 a minute. <laughs> Perfect. I love what you're doing here. <laughs> no, but honestly, Nate, uh, one of the blessings, and I said this before, one of the blessings to the show is you. You're kind of, a, you're kind of our Yoda the fully posable Yoda. I've always said that you're, you're a blessing to the show, dude. Well, I'm glad to be a part of the family guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. But that will round out the show. Boy, that flew by, didn't it? It went quick. It did. Even with Nate's trivia question where Scott and I usually sit here for 45 minutes. Roughly. No, it's about 45 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. The magic (laughs) of editing. (laughs) <laughs> so uh but thank you for being on nate but we must round out the show we want everybody to check out wrestlingtoytracker.com where they do the carded and loose prices of ljn's galoobs hasbro's just toys bendoms defining moments and retros did i miss any scott i think you got them all perfect but we want you guys to head on over there wrestlingtoytracker.com and check out the prices if you guys are in the hunt for any of those figures. So again, wrestlingtoytracker.com. All right, let's run down the podcasting buddies. I'm pretty sure you've been on a majority of these shows, Nate. <laughs> a handful. <laughs> I think are you saying Nate gets around? Yeah. <laughs> okay. With That's his fair. loose with his loose Francine, right? <laughs> See what I did there? You like it? Like it? There you go. It's that tight pulsating grip. <laughs> Full circle. Full circle. <laughs> oh, that's so good. All right. Let's let's go over the podcasting buddies. We got Breaker and Bane, of course, kicking off. As well as Breaker Side Project. You know it's fake, right? Where he's uh, Nate, you've been on that show, right? Yeah, both of those, I think. <laughs> you've been on this one, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ah, uh, Chick Fo- Chick Foley show you haven't been on. I have not. No. Ah. Wrestling Cheers with Justin Summers, the great Justin Summers, of course. RJ over at Ringside Rant. You got Marty and Rucker doing boot to the face. Tim's pulling up a chair with the Fig Life community. And don't forget, 
in the Marbles Pod with Soda Hunter and Ethan Chambers. And Scott, what you got for drunk wrestling history this week? Yes, give us a follow on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk. Show that dropped this past Friday involved Mike Awesome showing up on WCW television while still being the ECW champion. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Interesting story. So we talk about that on Drunk Wrestling History. You can find us wherever you find your podcasts at. Again, on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk because we're not always accurate, but we are always drunk. Are you still drinking blackened on that show? Still I haven't drinking blackened on that show. Nate, do you know what blackened is? Oh yeah, I listen. Blackened whiskey. Oh, yes, sir. There you go, man. We'll be having some of that on Saturday. You cut it with a bit of water. Cut it with a bit of water. There you go. That's the only way. That's not, it. Not jolt soda. Oh god. Oh, god, no. Michael Scott over here. <laughs> <laughs> what a splendid. <laughs> <laughs> so i so i take it that's a no <laughs> <laughs> it's a no dude oh i don't i don't know what goes with these things <laughs> all i know is you guys drink it and then entertain me <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah saturday is going to be real entertaining yes that's why i'm not playing poker for money we'll just so, play for laughs so by the way uh kind of give everybody a backstory that you're doing a whiskey tasting at your house yes we are having a, a sommelier come over oh is she hot <laughs> well it's a he oh wasn't even close and we met him while doing wine tasting in lodi he also he, he does all these different tastings vodka tequila our favorite is whiskey so he's coming to the house he's bringing a whole bunch of whiskeys with him we're gonna have eight people lined up very thirsty ready to drink we'll have some water available as well uh jeff you'll have uh, diet pepsi on hand i'm sure maybe some bangs uh, yes and uh, uh, we have a mystery food making an appearance and i don't want to tell you what it is it's going to be a surprise. Guaranteed you will love it. Is it Colin Blow cereal? <laughs> you don't need that. Oh, that is actually true. I don't need that. Oh, you, if I gave you that, I'd have to kick you out, dude. Like my, my pipes can't handle you. Leave. <laughs> so uh, did, you need to answer Nate's question. Is this a uh, Simon guy that's coming over? Is he hot? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, <laughs> you put me on the spot here. <laughs> I mean, as compared to who, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I, I need to ask, like, what types of different whiskeys are going to be on tap? I think he said five. Five. And it okay. spans two hours. And he'll basically explain, like, he asked us what our favorite whiskey was. And I didn't tell him Kessler because I didn't want to get laughed out of the building. So I told him it was blackened <laughs> and that's kind of our jumping off point. We're going to start. He's not going to bring blackened because we already have it here, but he's going to bring something similar to it. And then we're going to kind of work our way up and he's going to bring a very expensive whiskey with him too. And that all starts while I'm meeting Bret Hart. Uh, correct. Yes. So by the time you get here at six or six 30, whenever it is, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll be feeling cool. All right. So I I'll can't take music on. I can't take any whiskey to Bret Hart. No, don't take Bret any whiskey, dude. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah, he might get mean. I don't know. Nate, is there a question you want me to ask Bret Hart? Yeah, what's his favorite whiskey and why is it Canadian? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is it maple flavored? <laughs> <laughs> all right, back to our podcasting buddies. Uh, also, check out Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. Scott, roll call. 
Yes, going to throw it out to Jason Wolf. If you need artwork of any type, Jason is your guy. You will not be disappointed. He's our artist. He should be yours too. Check him out on all of his social medias at The Art of Jason Wolf. You can check out his artwork, get in touch with him, or check out his chop shop, all of his custom Hasbros. They're amazing. We discussed them earlier. You won't be disappointed in those either. Again, at The Art of Jason Wolf. And of course, Bane's Outsiders Beard Co., Here we go. all those essential oils and waxes that you need for your beard to beard, look and look smell fresh. Fresh. Because, Jeff. <laughs> because, Jeff. You don't want your beard hairs. Don't want your beard hairs. Smelling like your butt like hairs. Like your butt hairs. Yes. Outsidersbeardco.com <laughs> and Jeff, that rounds out roll call. You did outstanding, dude. Thank you. Yeah, well it. done. Huh. I felt good on that one. It's even better to see the anticipation in Jeff's face when you're saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I will get it right this time. <laughs> it's his favorite. I will do it this week. Is this Skeletor or Monarch? Cobra Commander. Uh, it is Cobra Commander. Oh, it's <laughs> Cobra Commander. Thank you. And, <laughs> Thank you. And could be Starscream. No, no, no. He shrieks more. Oh, I forgot how much he hated Megatron and was always trying to take over the uh, Decepticons. Oh, that's why it was so great in the movie when he finally did. That was awesome. Nerds. Were you a Transformers fan? or Actually, you were a Star Wars fan, huh? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't into Transformers. I had one as a kid. Here's what got me out of them. I tried to transform it to that sound in my head, and it's impossible to do it that quickly. <laughs> got and I was like, <laughs> that one yes that one <laughs> very well done <laughs> oh man um by the way you collect star Wars figures right yeah i did power the force back in the 90s and i got out of it but saved everything that i have and i keep adding to it that scale every once in a while because i didn't know you were a big star wars fan until you uh tweeted J uh, jordan cassatt i had no idea that that collection even existed yep that was kind of uh, buried in the parents' basement for a while, and I borrowed back out a couple of years ago. Ah, yeah, it looks cool because you have it all. Because there was something hanging. What was it? Uh, yeah, I have all the ships suspended by a uh, fishing line. Nice, that's awesome. Yep. If I was into Star Trek or Battlestar Galactica, I would be <laughs> doing that same thing. You know, I think we could collect a couple more lines, Jeff. No. no. <laughs> Do you know how I'm collecting the He-Man figures? Are you stealing them? Well, basically, I feel like I am. I got, I'm getting them for like 12 bucks on uh, Amazon. Okay. It's kind of stealing. It's kind of stealing. <laughs> so I want to round out the show again. I'm Nate, I'm going to thank you for being on. It's been a blast having you on, man. You are great, dude. I've always say this every week. You are a great man. So thank you. And I can't wait to meet up with you again. Yeah, I agree, guys. It's been way too long. Um, yes. Way too long for you, Jeff. Scott? I still don't forgive you for not coming to Mania 19, but yeah, uh, oh, I know. <laughs> did, I wait, know. Wait, did you say Mania 19? Sorry, 2019. Oh, well, he was actually at Mania 19. Fun you fact. Yes, I was. <laughs> I was there. Damn you, Scott, for being there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn me for going to Seattle. Such a jerk. <laughs> One of these days for sure. Yes. Nate, you got to fly out to Los Angeles next year. You're not the first person to tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> good so the peer pressure begins <laughs> so nate thank you for being on for episode 
334. Scott, anything else? Stay safe. Stay healthy. Fig Life since 2016. Happy toy hunting. And Nate, thank you so much for being on, dude. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. I want to thank Nate. And I also want to thank Jordan for being on last week. I definitely want to do that. Good start to the summer. I know. Summer of saying do love. This is great. I want to thank all of them for being on. And I want to thank everybody for listening to episode 334. Hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Let's go. Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.